You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and our postcast presenting sponsor, the Glebe Central Pub. Guys, Glebe Central Pub is your neighborhood pub in the heart of Glebe. Great people, great food, and tasty drinks. There's no better spot to watch the Sens game. I'm Brandon Piller along with Laleem's Martian here and Martian. It's always a blast doing the postcast, but so much better after a W. The Ottawa Senators get a 3-2 win over the Nashville Predators in Nashville. And thank goodness the dads don't have to leave with another L on the column there as the Ottawa Senators can send them home happy. And they probably got a green light in Nashville tonight, uh, Martian, with all the dads maybe hitting up some country bars here. How are you feeling about this win, Martian? Oh, baby, Pilsy. I love a win for the dads on the road here. This is a very nice little W for the boys. I thought they they came out flying. Um, it was a bit of a weird one, though, eh? don't you think, with some of the officiating calls and, and some of the action that was going on behind the play and, and on the bench, too. Let's not forget there was there was some chaos happening on the Ottawa Senators bench, too. So i um, really happy that they were able to pull off the win in this one. That's for sure. Yeah, no kidding. And Eric, thank you for the for the Spliff Fund donation. Probably going to put that to use later on. But yeah, <laughs> someone that could use a bit of a donation is Travis Hamnick from Thomas Shabbat's massive contract. I mean, that is, that's like shades of, I forgot who the player was, but remember Thomas Bocoon getting absolutely destroyed his defense yeah. two hands him right in the face. I thought the same after thing, a goal. Yeah. I mean, but this one's tough because you're on the bench and Hamnick's just sitting there, and he, I don't know what is Shabbat thinking. Like, I know he's, I know. I know he's obviously pissed, but what are you thinking is going to happen when you swing your stick across like that? Sheesh. I don't know if he thought there was like room there, or if he thought maybe he didn't notice that Hamnick was still there. He thought maybe he was the guy at the end of the bench, but I know that the you know the stanchion was right there, and that's what he was trying to break his stick off. And I guess he just, I mean, he broke his stick in the follow-through, came right into Hamannick's face. So uh, that was tough. That was tough to see. I don't I don't like seeing my sons beat each other up like that. And obviously Shabbat was, uh, you know, he was pretty apologetic on that right away, I feel like. Uh, obviously a complete accident. Um, but, like, <laughs> when you talk about the state of the Ottawa Senators, there's a lot of big hockey accounts out there who love to laugh at us. And something like that is going to give them tons of ammo. <laughs> yeah, but taking away some ammo, how about a big... W for the Ooh. Ottawa Senators as that stat at the end of the game, the Sens haven't got a win in Nashville since January of 2014. Oh yeah. my God. It had been eight years since the Ottawa Senators did that. So much needed Martian, as we always do. Let's go through the scoring summary here as it was a bit of a sleepy first period. Uh, I mentioned in the group that uh, it's kind of a, it seemed like an uninspiring game here, the afternoon game. Sometimes they're hard to get up for. And Nashville, there's not really a good rivalry there, other than the fact that if you go back to 2017, the Ottawa Senators would have destroyed the Predators in the Stanley Cup final. But other than that, there's not Agreed. too much uh, heated between these two teams. Hit the like for a big dub. Thanks, Mitch. Definitely that is much needed for the win here. But the first goal happens in the second period really late here. And it's a chip and chase play. This is tough for Branny because he kind of gets double teamed. He does get the puck, but he turns it over right away. And then mm -hmm. Trennan gets the loose puck and just rips it past Talbot. That was pretty deflating because I don't know about you, Martian, but it felt like the Ottawa centers, I, I would say were dominating, but they were controlling this game before that goal, wouldn't you say? 
Yeah, I, I would say that they were having like a real. I even tweeted it out. I thought they were having like a really good road uh, game so far up to that point. Um, they were like, you know, getting it down low and grinding it out, getting good amount of shots on goal. Um, they were they were making things happen, and that was that was just kind of an unfortunate thing there for Brandstrom. And I thought he was also kind of having a, a decent game up until that point. Yeah. Um, but that was that was just one of those things where with Brandstrom, his his, his <clears throat> the things that he does well don't usually translate to much as far as like tangible scores or anything like that for, <laughs> no you know, obviously we know he hasn't, it's, has it been a hundred games now? He hasn't scored a goal. I think it has, right? It's so, gotta be. Or, yeah. It's, or it's at be. 99. We're extremely close. So usually when he <clears throat> is doing good things, it doesn't lead to goals, but on the other side of things, when he's doing things poorly out there, it's so noticeable because usually it ends up in the back of the Sens net. And that's just another one of those things right here with him on this goal where, you know, he loses that battle and then sure enough, you know, the, the other guys, it's kind of a breakdown there and uh, ends up in the back of the net. That, that trending guy, I don't know what it is with him. I had a feeling like from the beginning of this game, like, why do I feel like this plug is going to score? And, and sure enough, <laughs> <laughs> ricochet shot at Trennan there. Um, but yeah, that gives uh, the Nashville Predators a one nothing lead. And then the Ottawa Senators, they get a power play late in the period. Too many men for Nashville with 30 seconds left. You're thinking, all right, we're going to get an offensive zone face-off. Let's get a goal here to end the period. And that's exactly what happened. But before the goal, uh, Martian, I want to note that Mark Kaslik with a nice hit that lays out Lazan. And Lazan, he's down and out. He's kind of holding his wrist. He needs to get off. So the Preds are essentially a man down at that point. And that helps the Sens because there's a mad scramble in front of the net. Sorrow's down and out. And when a guy that's like five foot ten is down and out as a goalie, you're not going to be able to scramble and get uh, your body in front of loose pucks. So Saros isn't able to do that. Giroux puts away the uh, the goal. It looked like they were going to challenge that for goaltender interference. But, I mean, these days, who the hell knows what goaltender interference was? Martian, were you nervous that that was going to get called back? Uh, I was because, I mean, I'm just so used to the Sens having their goals called back in situations like that. But, yeah, that was, that was a really nice hit by uh, Casty there. And um, I really, I felt like they really needed to score before that. I think they had 30 seconds left in the period and they started that 30 seconds on the power play there. Did. Yep. And we know what the Sens record is going into the third period down a goal, right? So at that point they True. were down a goal. So they really needed to tie it up because, I mean, that's basically all she wrote for the Sens when they're going down, even just by one into the third period, right? Yeah. Um, with their inability to come back late in games and things. So that was huge to get that goal. And I mean, Claude Giroux, man, this guy is such a leader. He he just is clutch all the time for them now. And and it's a shame that they're not having a better season, right? Because he's he's really been coming in as advertised. And um, yeah, it was great, great to see him finish the play there. And then they can go into the, the third period all tied up. That's that's what we like. Yep, huge momentum goal as that's just, a, I think, a couple minutes after Nashville opens the scoring. Seven seconds left. They go into the third tied 1-1 and... <laughs> the next goal, oh my god, like, Alex Zabrinkit is such a weird player these days. Like, it's a two-on-one, and Ross and I were talking about this last time, Alex Zabrinkit had a two-on-one in the previous game. He's not even thinking about shooting that puck. Like, it doesn't even cross his mind that, hey, I'm on a two-on-one. Maybe I'll, he doesn't even fake selling the shot. Like, he's just 100%... I'm so down in the dumps, I can't shoot anything, I'm going to pass it here. Well... The hockey gods give him a little break here because he goes to pass it to Batherson on the back door and Fabro knocks it right five hole on UC Saros. And 
Of course, Alex Dabrinkit scores a goal where he's not meaning to shoot it and it goes off a Nashville player and in. You know what? It's frustrating, but I'll take it. And I'm sure Alex Dabrinkit will take it. How do you feel about that uh, play, Martian? Did you, like, how are you feeling when Dabrinkit's coming in on a two-on-one and doesn't even think about shooting it? I, I know I'm I'm getting I'm getting on him in a play that he scores, but yeah. it still frustrates me. I know. It's funny. Actually, I had a shower during the intermission, and, and this is weird to say, but I was thinking about Alex Dabrinkit while I was in the shower today. All right, as most and, of us do, yeah. I was kind of thinking that, like, and this was the first first intermission, I was like, I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, what, this guy, like, he comes over and he's supposed to be this big goal scorer, right? And and I know the points are there still and 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 that, but man, this guy, like, I, I've been saying it almost since the beginning of the year. It's like, it's almost like he has, I, I call it the yips, but like he yeah. has the... Like he doesn't, he doesn't shoot when he's supposed to shoot. And he, when he does shoot, he misses or he even had an open net today where he hit the post. Like yeah. this, and this is a weird one where it's like, maybe this is the kind of goal that Debrinket needs to like. How many times have we said that this year though? I know, but like, man, like, oh. I mean, and, and this was going to be a really nice pass crossed crease to, to Drake Batherson. It was going to be a goal one way or another here, I think. Um, but that was just a lucky one there. And, and Fabro with the own goal, it was a great deflection by him there. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Fabro. But I, know, I mean, with the, with the Brinkett, I don't know, man. Like, I really don't know what's going on with this guy. It's so strange. I, I, I feel like he's just going to like the, the floodgates will just open eventually for him. And, and we've heard from Chicago fans and, and people who have watched him play over his career that he does kind of tend to get off to a, a slower start for the first quarter of the season. So we'll see. But um, I'm afraid to look at the comments also right now after saying I was thinking about the brink in the shower, but uh, yeah, no, <laughs> it was good. No, no, I, I no mean, one's giving it to you. Anytime he gets a goal, I'm happy. I'm definitely, I've, I've stopped going to betonline.ag and putting down money on him scoring goals because I feel like he's just, he's just got no consistency. Good call. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably helping you in your gambling streak, which you've been pretty hot in, uh, that's I've for sure. very hot, yeah. Uh, so at that point, that puts the sends up 2-1. And then some penalties happen here to Brinkett. He gets into some rough stuff in the corner. He was just, I don't know if he's just frustrated or what, but he was pissed. I forget what player he was on top of, but he was really just going after him. That's obviously a roughing penalty. But luckily, Forsberg, man, the only thing I noticed about Philip Forsberg in this game was how many penalties he took. He must have had three, maybe even four penalties because he roughs up Nikita Zaitsev, a clear boarding penalty, hits him right in the numbers. So that makes it four on four. And this is a weird play because the Nashville Predators are putting the pressure on the Sens and the puck goes right through the crease. Talbot is outside of the blue paint. It goes right through the crease. Brady Chuck gets it. Good heads up play. He hits Batherson with a perfect tape to tape pass in stride, leads him on a breakaway. And this is when Drake Batheson is at his best. When you're seeing the confidence. Ross and I, um, we saw this in Belleville so many times. When he's confident on a breakaway, you might as well just put the red light on and save yourself a couple extra seconds because he's so lethal. And he pulls off the Datsuk little little flip floater as he drags it back and just chips it over Saros' glove. Saros is not ready for that whatsoever. That's one of the nicer goals we've seen all season, eh? Oh yeah, that was that was very that Suki, and and that's yeah. where I think everybody's kind of seen that goal come from, where you where you kind of give that little chip shot and throw off speed shot throws the goalie right off, and it, it's really tripped up Saros because he almost fell on his face, eh? Like trying to catch it, he's like, oh man, I got I got totally hosed the on the old change up. 
Yeah, big time changeup. But yeah, that was a sweet. And we know Batherson's capable of that kind of nifty move, right? Where he's very silky and around the net, and he's got great hands and, and soft hands at that. So yeah, I'm happy to watch that all day long. That's 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 a good goal. That's a fun goal. And everybody watching that is kind of like, ooh, look at this, right? And that's uh, that's one of those ones where it's a real eye opener. Yeah, an eye opener for sure. And. It, it's funny because they were reviewing this goal and I was like, oh my God, is this an offside goal? But they were just reviewing to see if it's going to count on the power play or not. I was actually hoping that wasn't going to count on the power play because Ross and I have gone over in episodes of the Locked On Center podcast this week how brutal that second line has been even strength. Oh, so how good it would have been nice just to get them an even strength goal just because they haven't been able to do that. But I'm sure Batherson uh, is pretty stoked about getting that one on the power play there. That makes it 3-1. The Sens are feeling pretty good at this point, but you just knew Nashville was going to push back a little bit, and they get a breakout. Nino Niederreiter, one of the more underrated signings of the offseason. I thought that was a sneaky, sneaky, very good move by the Predators to kind of replace that secondary scoring that left when Victor Arvidsson was traded to the LA Kings. Very similar type guys, Niederreiter and Arvidsson, in my opinion. And he does what I want Alex Dabrinkit to do. He's just skating along the wing, and rips a clean wrister right past Talbot. It'd be nice if Dabrinka could even think about doing that these days. Um, but that makes it 3-2. And at this point, you're feeling a little bit nervous about the Sens because are they going to let this lead slip away? The dads are here. You can't let this happen. But I think probably, in, in my opinion, this might be the TSN turning point. Duchesne getting that double minor penalty because at that oh, point... Yeah. I think there's only four and a half minutes left. And now four of those uh, minutes or less, if the Sens score, are going to be spent shorthanded by the Nashville Predators. What was your feeling on that play? And also, it's interesting to note that now they can review those plays. I think earlier on, none, none of the refs saw it. It would have just been like, well, we know you're bleeding and you're, you're hurt, yeah. but we didn't see it. What can we do? But now you can review that, which I think is great. Yeah, it is great that they're able to review those those double minor penalties when a guy when a guy's bleeding but yeah it was kind of a strange one eh because like Batherson was almost or uh, sorry uh Broussard was almost hooking him going through the middle right because he was a baby yeah. maybe a little baby step behind and he kind of threw him off balance and then the stick comes back from Duchesne and it, and it clips him and and he goes down and the whistle goes and, the, and they didn't call the penalty right away but going to the review and seeing what happened and then being able to make the call um Luckily, that hooking isn't reviewable because <laughs> I think they're probably watching that go, oh, he kind of hooked them there, but like they're there to review that high stick, right? Um, and so, yeah, they saw what they saw and, and what everyone else saw, and, and that's that's a nice, easy way to finish uh, the last five minutes of a game, right, when you are when you got the man advantage. The Sens were just on autopilot from there on out, and they just um, played keep away for the most part on that, on that power play, although there was a couple scary moments during yeah. it where I was like, holy crap, boys, like you're on the PP here, like. Let's go. But they also didn't allow um, Nashville to get enough possession where um, they they pulled their own goalie and kind of even things up on the on the ice. But yeah, um, yeah, it was good. Good way to close it out. Like nice and easy. I I love that. I wish they could finish all their games with a four minute power play. <laughs> I know that'd be great. Eh? And yeah, like you're saying, Matthew Shane, when they're reviewing the penalty, he's sitting on the bench. He's thinking, yeah, go look at it. You're gonna see brass hooks me, and that's what causes the penalty. But uh, Noodles made a good point. When it's not the the follow-through of a pass or a shot, you have to be responsible for your stick. And Duchesne's not responsible for a stick there. And mm -hmm. regardless of how it happens, his stick hits brass in the face, he's bleeding. That's a penalty. It's it's kind of cut and dried like that, unfortunately, for Duchesne. Fortunately, 
for the Ottawa Senators. And yeah, this is this is where Debrinket, one timer, wide open net, rings off the post. I mean, Debrinket's hit quite a few posts this season, and it seems oh, yeah. like it's always when the net is wide open. Like that's the frustrating thing. Like if he gets two or three of those. Maybe you're thinking, okay, like he's not as hot as we thought, but he's chugging along here. But he just cannot seem to score those easy goals for a guy who's known as a sniper. That should, like, he should be doing that in his sleep, eyes closed, tucked in, and just sniping those in the net all day long. But he hits the post on him. I know. Like, even if he was bearing half the chances like that, what he's had this season, like, he would have 12 or 15 goals this year. He'd easily have 10. Like, 10 would be a done deal. Um, it's actually kind of funny. Like he's got seven, which is an okay number. Um, but like, yeah, yeah, he could easily have he could easily have fifteen already at this point. Twice as many. He's only projected, uh, courtesy of our friends over at Elite Prospects. They do the projected stats. He's only projected to get twenty goals this year. Which, sure, twenty goals is twenty goals, but that's disappointing from Alex Frank. That's yeah, half like, of uh, what we're expecting from him. And he's going to start – like, he, this can't go on. Like, he's not going to keep missing these chances. Like, he, he's going to put them in. He's an NHL hockey player. Like, a bet, he's not going to stop getting these chances either because he, he is so smart out there, and he's a great offensive player. He does create a lot still. Um, so, I, I, like he, I, I still think that he's going he's gonna to hit 30 goals. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hope so. I don't, I don't know if I'm as convinced, Martian, but I do hope so. One thing I am convinced of and do know is – if I was in Ottawa, I'm jealous of all you guys. You got Shawarma Palace. You get, you get the farm-to-fork deliveries, too. You got all the great stuff. But I'd be at Gleep Central Pub watching these games. It is the place to watch an Ottawa Sens game. They do the shuttle from the bar right to the arena. Uh, go check out their website for dates that they're doing that. And you got to love – oh, Ross is going to pull up the website right here. Gleep Central Pub. And one thing I like about Gleep Central Pub, I was checking out their menu – you can get pickled eggs there. That is a throwback oh, yeah, bar man. item. The pickled egg, which yeah. I don't think anyone goes to a bar being like, oh, yeah, I'm getting a pickled egg. But after a couple pops and you're just looking for something to munch on, once in a while, a pickled egg will do the trick. They've also got wings. They've got waffle fries. They got it all. And, yes, Ross has pulled up the games where the shuttle are available. We're looking at December 22nd, December 23rd. Back, You can do back-to-back games at Glebe and get the shuttle that would be a lot of fun. And also the 27th and the 14th. So lots of options here. Guys, go check out the Glebe Central Pub. It's your friendly neighborhood pub in the heart of Glebe. Great people, great food, tasty drinks. Check them out at 779 Street and tell them, honestly, let them know the Locked On Senators podcast sent you. We love our partnership with our friends over at Glebe Central Pub. All right, Martian. So we did the scoring summary. 3-2, your Ottawa Senators win in Nashville. As our guest on the postcast, I will graciously hand it over to you. Who is your Sen Central standout brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub? Easy choice for the, for the Glebe Central standout here for me today. It's Drake Batherson, and I've nice. been a little bit – I think I've been a, a little bit harder on him than previous seasons, that's for sure, with, with some of his play throughout this year so far. Um, you know, he, he hasn't really – I know, again, like the points are there for him, but he hasn't entirely looked himself. Um, but tonight I, I felt like he really looked like himself out there tonight, right? Like he was creating offense. He was getting tons of shots on goal. He had, I think, five – yeah, he had five shots on goal. 
Um, yeah, and he was he was just kind of all over the ice tonight. He had obviously the the game winner, which was a beauty. I mean, we can't we can't talk enough about that beautiful breakaway so goal. Nice. He had a nice assist as, as well, and uh, credited for three hits uh, as well out there. And almost, uh, yeah, no, he did. He he led all Senators forwards in ice time as well. Um, so obviously, GJ kind of noticing that he was feeling it tonight. I like that pick, Marsh, and that was going to be mine if you didn't go for it. And I'm just looking at his game logs here because. It seems like he's been quietly hot here. And since the win against the Ducks, he's had two, three, five, six, seven points in those eight or nine games. My math isn't great. You guys know I'm not a math guy, but he's been <laughs> hot lately that. here. So um, definitely Drake Patterson, as we've been hard on him, deserves a bit of shine here. I like that pick. Martian, for my Sun Central standout, presented by the Glebe Central Pub, Hashtag goalie friendly show. I'm going Camp Talbot. Like, I All thought right. he was really good here. He had to stop a couple really big saves. Like, in that final stretch, Yossi had one timer from the point. And it's not so much that shot that I'm amazed, that I'm impressed that he saved. It's the fact that there's no rebound because there's no one in the lane. He sees it. Still, Roman Yossi, the defenseman who had the most points by far last season. I think they were saying on the broadcast he had 96 points as a defenseman last year. Absolutely insane. But the fact that Talbot doesn't allow a rebound there is what's huge. And I've been really applauding Talbot for his rebound control here because it's been very good. And I thought he made a lot of great saves throughout the game. Now, sure, the Trennan goal you'd like to have back and the Niederreiter one where he just comes down the wing and rips one. That's a good shot, though, so you can't be too upset there. But I thought Cam Talbot had a, excuse me, had a great game and he's deserving of some shine. Yeah, Pilsy, I like that choice again there, buddy. A goalie-friendly show. I actually thought you were going to go a different direction because we were talking about that second line, and I thought uh, maybe maybe Shane Pinto, I, I, the, the two-assist performance that I thought he was buzzing tonight too as the rest of that line was yep. as well. You think maybe he's a candidate for the goggles? I, I thought uh, Pinto definitely was a guy that played well, and not only did he get two assists, Martian, but I'm just double-checking it here. He was pretty good in the dot, 57% in the dot, so you don't mind yeah. that. Uh, a couple of guys having good nights in the dog. Brady goes 50%. The Brinkett, one for one. Timmy, <laughs> 60%, three for five. Not too shabby there. Claude Giroux does what he does. Nine for 14, good for 65%. Casty, yeah, a good. tough one. Two for eight, 25%. So not so great there. And uh, just mentioned Pinto, eight for 14. And then Derek Broussard goes four for six for 67%. So pretty decent here. Yeah. You, you just saying Kasselik just reminded me of the fourth line and how I, I feel like the fourth line just isn't it right now. Like, they're just not playing that well, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Angus Crookshank scored again today in Belleville, so I would really love to see that kid get an opportunity. I think that he had a really good camp. Obviously, we we, we highlighted a lot, of, a lot of his performances in the rookie camp and throughout training camp, so might be time for the Crooker. And yeah, and it was show, a nice buddy. goal. Yeah, yeah, friend of the show. We love Crooker. I'm still on the give Sokolov a chance before Crooker just because yeah. Crooker missed a full season last year. I'd like to just keep him in Belleville. If he's playing good, good, just keep him going with those top six minutes and keep him going consistently. And Sokolov, I feel like, has put the work in and deserves it. He's got a little more size and pro experience than Crooker has. Yeah. But both friends of the show, both are playing really good this season. I would love for either of those guys. I mean, with Matthew Joseph out two to three weeks now, Now's the time to do this. There's going to be some opportunity there, yeah. And I, I feel like be. Park, Parker Kelly probably, if I was going to uh, you know, 
point out one guy I thought had a, like a tougher performance between like of the forwards probably I'll say because I, I also don't think Brandstrom had a great second half of the game no. I know I, I take a bit of a beating when I when I jump on him too but um, yeah it, Parker Kelly I, I thought didn't have a great game tonight I thought even on the uh, penalty kill um, you know they, they didn't allow any any power play goals but uh, he had a few tough like clearing attempts that just didn't make it out the one specifically I'm thinking of was on the backhand where he had so much room and he, time and space and he just threw a high muffin right to the point man who caught it and like easy easy keeping and like little things like that I just feel like his speed hasn't been there and and the physicality is lacking a little bit too although that hit that he had tonight was one big one did you see that one you popped the helmet right off of uh I want to see it was was trending as well it might have been trending. Oh, okay no I must have missed that one um, uh, I, I tweeted it out but it, it's uh yeah he smokes him along the half wall and is in in the offensive zone and and the helmet goes popping off and everything it was a really big hit um, well but that's what you want to that, see from him but that's what like, you want to see from him right that's the kind of energy driving play that he he can do um, but that was the only only real highlight from him tonight when when I thought there were the, the negatives outweighed the positives in his game tonight. Yeah, and I mean if you're the Sens or a Senators fan, you don't want to see a third line of Tyler Mott, Dylan Gambrell, and Parker Kelly. Like no. I would argue you don't even really want to see that as your fourth line, <laughs> like to be honest. So that bottom six is looking very bare, almost no offensive upside really, other than brass. So it is time to give either Igor Sokolov or Krukchenko. Or, you know what? If they want to keep those guys down there developing and it's keeping consistent ice time while they're hot, I wouldn't have an issue with a guy like Jake Lucini or Rook Chartier getting a couple games in the NHL, especially Rook Chartier. That guy's been scoring goals at a good pace in Belleville. And Jake Lucini, he's been a epic Belleville senator since he arrived over in Laval. Although, yeah, that's your guy, Pilsy. Um, I mean, he led Belleville in points after being kind of a, a no-name uh, yeah. last year. So I definitely am a Lucini fan, although Belleville, I haven't checked the final score, but I think they are down real bad up against Laval. Last I checked, it was like 5-1. So yeah. not the best, but they did get the shootout win in uh, yesterday, last night's game. Mad Sogard with a great performance and Igor Sokolov had the game winner in the shootout. And uh, I love, uh, if you guys haven't seen this, go to Twitter. Um, I forget, I think it was Belleville that posted it. Igor Sokolov coming in on the shootout and Laval, uh, the bell place there, is just booing the crap out of him. And he scores <laughs> and he does the old, what? what's that? Let me hear what are we hearing? Let, oh, what was that? Was it old booze? Uh, huh? I yeah. love Igor for that. He's a guy that definitely likes to uh, to keep things going up there. So um, one more thing we need to talk about uh, in this game is who was that Austin Watson we saw in that fight? I think he landed more punches in that fight than he has all season in a fight. Like yeah. Austin Watson is just... He's a hugger and he just hangs on for dear life in fights. But I don't know if it was because he was back in his old stomping grounds and he, and he wanted to Maybe. give his grand, grandfather something to cheer about. But he was on a whole different level in this fight. Like I, I was counting Martian. I think he landed six or seven and landed six or seven punches. Yeah. Um, Lazan, I believe it was. He didn't have a damn chance in that one. Wow. What a fight for Wadi. 
I know. Like, I, I wonder what that is with him because he doesn't seem to throw a lot of punches in, in his usual no. scraps, right? So it, I don't know if it was because he was actually pissed off for once in a fight. I think a lot of the time he does it just for the sake of doing it because that's, you know, kind of his job and his role. And he's he's the guy who should be willing to do it. You know, he doesn't really hurt the team when he does it and he's getting taken yeah. out of the play for five minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, but like, yeah, he, I mean, you, you said it, but he threw probably 15 punches in that one and he came out with the W. So maybe that's the new technique he needs to go with. Cause, uh, yeah, that was, and I think you're right about, I, I didn't even, didn't even click for me until now that, you know, as a former Nashville predator and, and being drafted there and everything, uh, maybe a little money on the board action, maybe he wanted to give it a little extra go. So, uh, but yeah, really good fight for him. I, I hope he continues to fight like that because those are the kind that you watch and it, it gets the blood going, you know, it gets the heart racing. It's fun. Yeah, definitely fun. And I mean, don't forget Nashville drafted Watson in the first round. I forget what draft that was. Um, but oh, dude, and it was, it was so long ago too. Like, it was yeah. a long time ago, 2010, 2010 think, as our yeah. producer tells us. Um, and He's still on that contract Nashville gave him. Like, he's still, like, the Nashville ties are still kind of deep there for Wadi. So, you'll love to see that from him. And uh, this was a game, I feel like, we called it a gotta win game. We didn't put the must win label on this just because it seemed (laughs) like it's a gotta win game. You gotta win it for the dads. And it seemed like the slide was really happening here. So, getting this win and just taking a look at the schedule now, Ross and I labeled this week as kind of a big week for the Sens morale here. We we talked about readjusting our expectations of this team. And one of the things we highlighted is you got to win those rivalry games. And, well, talk about it. what should be an easy dub. They got the Ducks at home on Monday. That's Wade Redden's night being honored into the Ring of Honor. I think the schedule makers did that on purpose. A nice uh, softball opponent so that you get a W for a nice uh, a game for Wade Redden to get his a number up there in the Ring of Honor. And then, Martian, you're looking at the Montreal Canadiens and Detroit Red Wings. Excuse me. They got to win these games up against those teams. Eh? A like more especially- got to win. No, a couple more gotta wins. Yeah, no, we actually we labeled the Montreal game as a must win, and we did that well in advance because it's the first time they're playing the Canadians. Canadians are having way more success than the Ottawa Senators are, and that's a game. It's the first matchup between these two teams. There's got to be some heated uh, emotions there for the Sens because oh yeah, like it's crazy that Montreal is doing better than this team right now, isn't it? Yeah, it is crazy. They they need more. I, I wish they would have more rivalry games early in the year to kind of get the team going and, and the camaraderie, right. I feel like, coming comes out. I mean, it might be good timing, though, because the Sens are, are starting to play a lot better, and, and they should be able to handle Montreal with, without too much of a problem, I, I think. Um, no. But, yeah, that, that would be nice to see them go on a bit of a home streak here. I, I think that um, I'll probably try to make it out to a game or two during this nice. little homestand. I I know I've been kind of holding off a bit. I know last week I didn't get to any, but um, yeah, I think maybe I'd like to get out there. I'm, I am recovering from uh, the old vid, so uh, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I think uh, with a little negative test, I'll, I'll get my way out there. Time to get back on the streets, Martian. The streets need you. And yeah. uh, I I love this. This is classic sense, fans. Like we, we just mentioned the halves for a second, and it's like, no, the playoffs are out of reach. The tank is what it is, but this game, the first matchup up against the Habs, Sens fans are fired up for this. We must win, says Steve G. And uh, 
hopefully you can go back to your work buddies in Montreal, Steve, and uh, you can hang a big old W over them. But it is sad. Uh, I forget who mentioned it. Oh, Will Scott mentioned it. No Brendan Gallagher for this game, which is too bad because I think that would get the juices flowing as everybody hates Brendan Gallagher. So that would just pump things up a little bit more here. Yeah, I mean, I hate him too. I don't even know him. Welcome to the club. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know him that well either, to be Let's honest. Let's all agree really to boo the crop out of him that game. When he went no, he's that. out, Martian. That's oh, the issue. Oh, sorry, I missed that. My bad. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's injured, so we're not going to have we're that We're going to find someone new to hate. Oh, no. And Martian, come on, man. Joe Bell is always here. He's okay, always good. helping I, us I out. haven't seen the comments rolling in. I was wondering where he was. I just, I, there he no, is. No, our hey, guy Joe. Joe is always around. We love and appreciate Joe Bell. He's always reminding everyone to throw up some thumbs up and hit likes for us. So we appreciate that, Joe. Martian, the Ottawa Senators get a win for the first time in Nashville since 2014. Now they go back home, get some easier matchups in the Ducks and the Habs. How are we feeling here? I know you put out a tweet a little while ago with the Ted Lasso Believe poster and Please. giving it a, a quick smack there. What are, what are your expectations for this Ottawa Senators team now? Because you must have uh, kind of had to take a look in the mirror. Maybe when you're in the shower, you're having those shower <laughs> yeah, thoughts shower and you're thoughts. thinking, what do I expect from the Sens now? Where are you at? Um, I expect them to get back into the hunt. That's that's okay. kind of my current expectation for them. I think that they're going to continue to maybe keep this this pace that they've been on. I know three out of four points on this road trip is is a good. There, there's the there. Thank you, uh, producer believe. Ross, for bringing that up. You got to believe. Um, that's what we are here for as fans. If they don't have us believing in them, then then no one is. And then what's the point? So let's uh, let's get on the wagon again. I, I think that you know lately they've been playing much better, and the pace of points and wins has been way more tolerable um, than November. December's looking good so far. So um, it's fun. It's good. Let's let's keep it going. My expectations aren't extremely high for them. Hmm. They've been lowered since the beginning of the year, but um, that I think that that, that you know it's going to be a more enjoyable season uh, as we continue to go on here than it was last year. Yeah, and like where I'm at is I don't really care about the playoffs because I I unfortunately don't believe you that don't they care can make, about uh, the playoffs. <laughs> they're too far out. Like talk about a Sens fan playoffs. What playoffs? Um, playoffs. I don't think they have a chance to get back in, which is okay. I'm gonna accept it, but also I'm not down for the tank. I don't want to tank. This team's been tanking and. We don't need to do that no. anymore. I just want to be able to have fun storylines, get excited for wins. Like, But this is kind of, I guess, a decent place to be if you're a Sens fan. You're not trying to tank too hard. You're not going balls to the wall for playoffs. You're just hoping for entertaining hockey and improvement and some light at the end of the tunnel, which I think this team is starting to show here. So that's where I'm at. And hey, we got over 150 people in the postcast here. Yeah, Eric, the coochie main of the postcast. Eric's been popping off here. We appreciate that. We appreciate all you guys. And uh, Producer mm-hmm. Ross, I don't know if you have time to chime in here, but any, any last thoughts from you? No, no time to chime in. Winnipeg Radio needs Ross on the updates here. But I don't know what uh, – I, I feel like I asked you this, but no, 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 I'll reword it so it's a little different. So the matchups, you got Ducks and Habs at home and Detroit Red Wings on the road. What record are you expecting out of those three games for that this week, Martian? We'll wrap up with that. 3-0, baby. 3-0. 3-0. All Let's right. go a little Peter here. And, and, and 
if you got to believe, Pilsy, that's what it's all about, buddy. So 3 and 0, these are three beatable teams. The Sens are supposed to be better. Let's go. I I I'm not buying into them being completely out of it here. I think they can rip okay. rip off a nice little stretch. Uh I believe. So, uh 3 and 0, Pilsy, book it, baby. I love it. I I'll, I'll be a little uh, more cautious. I'll go 2 0 and 1. Shocker. I think- <laughs> yeah, I know. A classic <laughs> me. I, I think the Red Wings will give them a hard game, and I think that one might go to OT, maybe even shootout. But uh, definitely, I think up against the Ducks, if you can't win that, I mean, yeah. what, are, what are we doing here? So that one, you got to win. The Habs game, the chat has said it. We've mentioned it. It is a must-win game. So those are going to be some good home games. Guys, get some boots on the ground. Uh, I saw some people were putting in the chat they're going to have boots on the ground. Okay, no, one more thing. Before we wrap up here, I'm the worst at leaving conversations hey, and saying worry, goodbye baby. and stuff. But Martian, I feel like this is a good softball for you to hit out of the park. How awesome is it having Bruce Garriock boots on the ground? <laughs> I mean, we have reached that level in sense Twitter. Yeah, Bruce on the ground. That's that's what I call it. <laughs> Botg. Yeah, I know it's cool. I love I love I love that he loves it. And and I mean that those socks, man, those are loud socks for Bruce. You know, he's usually pretty. Uh, calm with the suits that he selects i think maybe he should get a little louder with the suits and and bring those socks out and holy bruce on the what ground. i want to see you martian is he used to go crazy with the bow ties get back into some fun bow ties that used to be his thing yeah. i you know i've never i've never been a huge fan of the bow tie you know i, no. I, I feel i mean for him i like it i i i just mean in general i think that is kind of like a, okay. i don't know i don't love it. I, I like a classic black one like if you're going just Black suit, white shirt, black bow tie, just a nice clean sure, look. I like that James once in a while. Yeah, I go for like the James Bond look where if you get that yeah. classic like a penguin wedding party kind of look, that's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with it then. Um, just like, I don't know, the loud bow ties and things, I think that's a little too much for me. But um, no, I, I mean, getting the boots on the ground from Bruce is great. I hope more media and more of the, you know, heavy hitters around the league or, or around Sens land start uh, maybe getting more involved. It's a fun, easy thing you can do when you're in the building, right? Just send a photo of your feet. You don't have to, you know, follow the criteria that I like to hold the standard to with the, with all the mm-hmm. good people. And uh, it's one of more, my more fun things that we've, we've kind of started here with this. So uh, the boots on the ground. Home games are getting really hard to uh, keep up with. Yeah, you got your hands full. We've been talking about it. Yeah, like I, I like to put my heart and soul into each rating that I give for the boots on the ground. So yeah. I like to take my time and usually cap out that character limit that Twitter gives us and uh, <laughs> and try to get try to get as many words in there as I can with my critiques. But um, it's getting hard for the home games because I get a lot. Like we, we're, yeah, I mean, you guys are getting them too, obviously. It's a, yeah, we, I mean, we get like maybe 30 sometimes uh, for those home games, which is a, that's a lot of, that's a lot of typing. It's awesome. So keep them coming. Uh, just to catch up with people in the group chat, Ross is kind of filling everyone in. Hannah, we're sorry. I don't think we can get you a Sense Central shirt in Japan. Um, when we signed on with our uh, company, Gator uh, Promotions, we did not inform them that we need to be sending stuff to Japan. But maybe we can make something work. I don't know. We'll we'll see if uh, we can get that for you. And people asking, when is Mark Mathot coming back on the show? He is coming back on Monday. We already have a time book. He uh, was down and out a bit after his vacation, but he's fired up to get back in it here. And people are saying we got to do intermission shows. You guys, if if you guys love the content, I'll do it. I'll, I'll if do we it. can get the sponsorship, uh, I think maybe that's something that could be in the works. Although 
We're already pumping out lots of content, but if you guys keep eating it up, we'll keep filling your plates. You know what would be so hard about that for us is we cannot stay on a time limit. And so we'd end up talking Uh, five minutes into the period. Like we would need to have a hard cutoff, but that would would be the hard thing. That's where we definitely, you and I would need Ross to drive. We would need literal like alarms. (laughs) Like alarms are sounding as that time uh, period's coming up because uh matthew says he's gonna sponsor us so that's or maybe great. i'll start a shower cast pilsy i'll just do my intermission <laughs> showers <laughs> audio only uh, audio only yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh yeah as, as i'm really trying to uh wrap up here i mentioned it's impossible for me to wrap up eric says passing the hat to get you guys full time that would be that would be great as we're working on that but we have fun here regardless. We love doing the postcast. Thank you to all you guys who are following along with the postcast. This is what it's all about. The Locked On Senators podcast. We're trying to bring people together. We're trying to have a community. There he goes. Eric gets the hat passing around. It's like the hat in church. Put a couple bucks in if, if you <laughs> feel you can. There's no pressure to do it, but we do appreciate that. As our producer Ross says, let's get some go sends go in the chats. Capital go sends go. None of this lowercase go sends go that I've been yeah. giving out lately. Go sends go. This has been the postcast presented by the Locked On Senders podcast and our good friends over at the Glebe Central Pub. Your Ottawa Senders get a 3-2 win over the Nashville Predators in front of their dads. That is how this one ends. Thank you guys for listening and we'll be back with the Locked On Senders podcast on Monday with Mark Mathot. It's your team every day.